everyone. We have another episode coming your way. Thank you for coming back. It's truly exciting and just, I really appreciate that you're here. Um, this episode is my close friend, Zoe. She is, in terms of all my other friendships, is one of my newer friends and also one of my most interesting. It's honestly a miracle we're friends because we don't have quite literally anything in common. <laughs> and that's what makes this such a beautiful friendship. Um, Zoe, as I've said before, and will continue to say, is such an interesting person because she seems to be a little more quieter than the rest of my friends, but is just as strong and intelligent and funny as all of them. And she truly is just one of the most confident people I know, but in like a quiet way. I don't know if that makes sense. You know how like some people like me and some of the other guests I've had are like, ah, I'm here. Here I am. She's more like, yeah, let's do this. I'm Zoe and I'm confident. <laughs> I don't know. That's my impression of her. But you'll get to see that, I think, a little bit in this episode, and I hope you enjoy it. And as always, make sure to send me any voice messages you have on any of the opinions we talk about today at anchor.fm slash with Katie, W-I-T-H-K-A-T-I-E. And make sure to like, comment, subscribe, all of that whole jazz. And of course, give us a rating of five stars, hopefully, on the Apple Podcasts um, app because that helps people get to find us. Yay. Um, if you don't have Apple Podcasts, I'm not, you know, I don't want to peer pressure you, but it would mean a lot. Alrighty. And with that, let's hop into it. Cut the shit. Cut the shit. Everybody help us cut the shit. Join us while we cut the shit. Podcast Zoe. Thank you so much for having me. Are you absolutely thrilled to be here? Oh, absolutely. We're absolutely thrilled to have you. <laughs> I do this thing where I say we, like there's someone else working for the podcast. It's just me. And so, I think like, it makes it a little bit more ominous. I like it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not just me then. I don't want to <laughs> confirm or deny that it's just me. <laughs> um, I typically start with if it's a person I've met before, how mm-hmm. we met, and we just kind of talked a little bit about this. I don't remember the exact moment we met, but I remember how we met. I think we have a pretty good story. Yeah. Pretty good backstory. So um, can I tell my side of it first? Go if ahead. You, if you Go don't right mind. Ahead. So sophomore year of high school. Nope. Sorry. Freshman year of high school. I did sound with my friend Carly and we were all, we were the freshmen. And then we were just kind of like the servant to like the person who ran it. And no, no shade to her if she's listening, no shade at all. But we just weren't that good friends with her. So it was a little less whatever. And then she graduated. So I never actually met her, right? You did not, no. So then our sophomore year, Carly and I were the only, shout out Carly, were the only ones (laughs) doing sound. Um, And typically, you know, it's a two to three man job. They, They want more people, especially since we also had like the lights on our side too, and they needed more light people. So, um the guy in charge sent out an email, like anyone who's interested. And Carly and I were like, we're running sound now. It's going to be different. We're going to make it fun. Not that it wasn't fun. Just it wasn't as fun as it could have been. And (laughs) um, So then we were every day. And when I'd see her in class, I'd be like, have you heard anything from Dorn? Like, did we get anyone? And um, one day she was like, yeah, he had, he had them linked in on the emails and we're looking through at the people's emails. And I remember it was um, Abby Bill's 
who I'd never heard of because she was for the lights and mm-hmm. shout out Abby. And then it was you. And I was like, who the fuck is Zoe? And <laughs> Carly was like, I don't know who this Zoe is. She goes, I think she's in band, but I, I don't mm-hmm. know. And then like on the first rehearsal or whatever for tech week, when we, when we all came in, we met you and we quickly found out that your brother was in our grade and oh I was under the impression that you already knew who my brother was no I didn't know until the first day I don't think oh okay like whether or not you told me or Carly did and Zach actually I did a whole project for him when he had mono I remember him telling me the story (laughs) yes so he had made me cookies as a thank you and it was very sweet and I said oh so you're Zach's sister and you were all like something or other I don't remember the exact Thing. but at some point you told me that your mom didn't even make the cookies for him like he had actually made the cookies himself oh, yeah. to give to mm-hmm. me and for some reason that was just like even nicer so I was <laughs> like oh nice and then from then on like you gelled really well with how Carly and I wanted sound to go and at the end when we graduated we declared that Zoe was not quite as talented in sound as Carly was <laughs> I mean, no one but, will ever will be. Yeah, yeah, but better than me. Mm-hmm. So it was like she was like a Carly and a half of like I don't even remember. We were like You're <laughs> I was half of a Carly, half of a Carly, yeah. and then at least two of me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we said it was or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little intimidated by you two when I started my first day working the sound booth. I walked in and I was like, wow. <laughs> you said it's very Wisconsin and you said booth. You're like, work in the sound booth. Booth. <laughs> Do I really talk like that? I try to not have a Wisconsin accent. Yeah. Anyway, I walked in and I was like, wow. I was a freshman at the time. I was like, wow, two sophomores. <laughs> but I think it went really well. Yeah. I think you warmed up to me first. I was still a little bit intimidated by Carly. Shout out Carly. I still am. Carly is love you, but me. I still am. Yeah. yeah. Her perfectionist energy is like <laughs> through the roof. So like, even though she's like super, she's one of the funniest people. I say this all the time. Mm-hmm. Carly, if you're listening. She was one of the is one of the funniest people I know, mm-hmm. and I talk about her all the time behind her back like that. Like I think she's very witty and quick and clever and funny and just like a different type of humor. Mm-hmm. It's very unique. Um, but yeah, I think she's not always quite as quick to warm up or she is, but in her own way, you know? Yeah. Whereas I come in and I'm like, Hey, we're friends now. I'm Katie. (laughs) Like Like totally the first day I knew you, like I already felt like we were best friends. Yeah. And and Carly's more like, nice to meet you. I'm Carly. Here's sound. Here's how we're going to be doing this. Um, Mm -hmm. let's talk about band or like something like that. And, um, yeah, that's, it was. How I also remember we would I, I called you Chloe. Oh, you still do. Yeah, I still go in, in passing. Mm-hmm. Will be, my mom was like, who's doing the podcast? Like, who's coming over? And I was like, Chloe. And she goes, oh, Chloe so-and-so. And I was like, sorry, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you're in my phone, I think, is still Zoe slash Chloe. Yeah. And we'd call you the freaking freshman. And I remember very quickly we started <laughs> making you because the mic box that we carry all the mics in was oh, super heavy. And we'd have to climb it back mm-hmm. up to the booth and it was a vi- pretty far walk and we so, started timing it yeah we started yeah. a game where we made zoe do it but then to encourage her to want to keep doing it <laughs> carly and i would time her and we'd keep track so she would be her time we still those times are probably still up on the sound booth wall i hope so. i think i'm still raining because the past i think the last two years that we all were in it together abby started competing too mm-hmm. so she had some times up there yeah I think, I think I'm currently beat. the reigning champ. Yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. she beat you. Did you do it with 
after we left, you got another person? Did you do it with her at all? Did you try and get her no, to do it? No. I feel like if she were in on it when we were all in the group, it would have been good. But it was felt like kind of weird to introduce her to it. Especially since you were the only other person. Because I was the only person. I was yeah. like, we had this joke, but it was just me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Especially since when Carly and I got you to do it, it was like two people peer pressuring you. Yeah. And then it would just be you being like, hey, slave, <laughs> run this up to the sound booth. I think I'm going to time you. I think I had two slaves under me. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I can't really remember. Senior year was a, a blur. blur. Yeah. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was sound crew. What was your favorite show to do sound for, if I may ask? Um, oh my god, what was the name of it? The one where someone was Elvis. Oh, uh Birdie. Bye bye Birdie. Bye bye Birdie, yeah. That was Conrad Birdie. Yeah, okay. We love you, Conrad. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. That was my favorite show. Really? Because um Katie Trimble, shout out Katie. Shout so out. good. So Very good. Talented. She absolutely killed that. Yes. And that was not my favorite show, but oh, do really? you remember, remember what I remember very clearly about it? That one person who had a mic on and um, would have to roll across the bed on her back every time she would roll across the bed. Was that? It would turn um, off her sound. Yes, I remember that so clearly. And we would have to like run down there and mm-hmm. be like, whatever. And we had to do <laughs> something to get her to like roll over different or like protect the mic pack so it wouldn't yeah. do that. But yeah, I can't remember, I remember who that was. I can see her face, but I can't. I don't know who. It Does is. she have red hair? No. no. Okay. It was not who you're thinking of. No. Okay. Shoot. All right. What was your favorite then? Mine. I think the minute I say it, you're gonna be like, oh, yeah, it was uh, Hello Dolly. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because mm-hmm. when we did Oklahoma the year after Hello Dolly, I was mm-hmm. like, this isn't a fucking Hello Dolly. This is shit compared yeah. to Hello <laughs> Dolly. I was like, oh, Oklahoma. That sucks. I was like, you would, you kind of have to go downhill after Hello Dolly. Yeah. It was so good. I think that's the best show Milton High School has done in a long time. Or at least it Legally was Blonde, I was, I yeah. watched. I didn't do the sound for it because I had graduated. Oh, yeah, that was but my I senior came back year. And I thought they did that pretty well in that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the turnout for Hello Dolly too was really good. Yeah, I think and that of course, a lot. It was Katie again. Yeah, as the lead Katie once and- again killing it. <laughs> Do you remember? Okay. As she does. If anyone out here watched, saw this, if you remember watching Katie just eat, <laughs> there was, remember there was that scene where she would eat for just three minutes in silence, like by <gasps> yes, herself. Yes. And every time people were dying like mm-hmm. it was just so funny and every, mm-hmm. because they were waiting for her to say the line and she'd purposefully take forever to do yeah. it. Yeah. And I don't, comedy I don't know. gold. Honestly. Yeah, if you can get a whole auditorium to laugh just by not doing mm-hmm. anything, and like, let's be honest, at some seats in the thing, you can hardly see what she's doing too. Yeah. So like, God, that was that was a good time. Yeah, the layout of the auditorium was a little questionable. Yeah, I think just my favorite part of Sound Crew was just every single mic check Ugh. that we had. That was I glass. really think we came in. Again, you couldn't have seen what the year before was like because you were not there. But the mm-hmm. year before, sound audience, too, if you've never partook in a sound check, um, typically it goes, okay, Michael, speak in your stage voice. Okay, got ya. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> and then you go, next person. But then when Carly and I got in charge, we were like this can be fun mm-hmm. and we would we would play trivia we you really spiced it up carly i think was best at it she would very unique things to do. yes um she probably came up with a trivia yeah we did trivia we would have them do their best dance 
like mm-hmm. their their signature yeah. dance we would have we would be like okay now sing my heart will go on from titanic and mm-hmm. like if anyone actually could think of it because only half of them could they i would, think we they started asking it. people uh crossword questions at some point we yeah. found an onward yes onward uh-huh. <laughs> online crossword mm-hmm. we did that mm-hmm. one time i was like they were bad at it no shade but <laughs> <laughs> One time I was like, what's my middle name? And that was a bad one because then everyone at the same time, and that was the thing with soundtrack, we sometimes would get in trouble because it'd be a lot of people talking at once trying to answer the questions. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not the point of soundtrack. The point of yeah. soundtrack is one person talking so that we can v- gauge their levels. <laughs> <laughs> Felt very powerful up in that booth. Doesn't yeah. it feel powerful? It does. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, I remember two um, – we, we would start playing music before show. Mm-hmm. Like, even before we were playing the music we were allowed to play before they'd come pre-show? in. Pre-show? Yeah. Yeah, we would put just, like, even before pre-show when people were getting in costumes and stuff because we could control the sound they heard in the back, oh, yeah. too. We would mm-hmm. just play silly music or whatever. And, you know, for a while it was Hamilton, and then it was just, like, a popular pop mm-hmm. playlist we'd shuffle through, and that was Didn't fun. you guys get roasted once? Not roasted. You got yelled at. Oh, by yeah. By some because administration. In the Heights, Carly and I were listening to In the Heights a lot, and she put on the, the first song, In the Heights, and <laughs> we were rap- we were rapping to it, and um, that year, that was Hello Dolly's year. That was our junior year. Um, oh, and such the, a good year. The music director and the regular director were on stage, and the principal, actually, and we didn't hear it, and there's some light swearing in the song. It just says, like, shit. <laughs> an ass right and carly and i were rapping and we went hard <laughs> and then all of a sudden we just hear um excuse me and we like peek up over the side of the sound booth and there is the principal and the two directors and we're like <laughs> oops sorry <laughs> and immediately we're like oh god and i told my mom about it because she knew one of the people mm-hmm. and then like a week i later, was always so sad i missed that moment yeah and then like a week later she ran into her and oh. the director <laughs> Director was like, had a funny incident with Katie the other day. <laughs> Ooh, Teasing her. She, they were going off. And she was super nice to my mom about it. But we genuinely in the time thought we were in trouble. Just when was it? Mind. I feel like even though sound crew was like what made us meet each other and like spend time together forcefully because we had practices together for long hours. Mm-hmm. But like it wasn't until game night where yes. we like actually got to really know each other and hallie who is a part of the game night squad shout out hallie should we introduce what out... game night is yeah if people I'm don't know doing that right now okay sorry. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> hallie sent the text a screenshot and it was literally the text that created game night and it was me and i think her talking about how we want to get together and play games and then mm-hmm. we were like but games are most games will require at least four people and then we were like, oh, Zoe, because you're good friends with Hallie. You're the reason I met Hallie. And mm-hmm. then, like, we had I practice. introduced you to Hallie? Yeah, but that you – because anytime I'd see you in the hallway, not at Sound Crew, you were with her. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then we had a class together. Okay. So we eventually just became friends on okay. our own. So then we were like, let's play games, but we need four people. And then we we're like, oh, well, obviously we have a mutual friend in Zoe. And then mm-hmm. I was like, let's add in Megan Price. Episode two, Megan Price. <laughs> Shout out, Megan. Yeah. And then that's how, and then we'd get together and we would play, um, what do you meme? The Cards Against Humanity meme edition. And we'd play. A lot of um, cahoots. Catchphrase, cahoots. Yeah. We did um, telestrations, which Zoe is <laughs> particularly bad at. <laughs> I still get roasted probably three years later for how awful i am at telestrations it's funny i can see it sitting right over there yeah 
on the counter just haunting me because I'm Michelle. I've never seen someone who's so horrible at both <laughs> drawing and guessing. Like typically I feel like you're good at one or the other and she is horrible at both. It'll be like me. It'd be like the other three pictures going great and then it'd get to whoever Zoe <laughs> had to guess. I ruin it every it, time. It would ruin it. Yeah, it'd be like, oh, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong giant monkey <laughs> sometimes not even that close and like ruins it up and then oh my god it's making me feel like it's a game night right now yeah but yeah. that worked out really well somehow you guys just put together a group of four people because i had barely met megan before our first game night when i, I walked no into the house i didn't like we knew of each other but it wasn't until game that we're like, hi. I think we like literally actually introduced ourselves to each other because that was how little we knew each other. Wow. And then it worked out somehow. Just like a great dynamic and now somehow. You're yeah. Together. Yeah, now we're rooming together. I don't want to take credit for the birth of your friendship. You but... kind of did. But I'll take credit for you and Hallie. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Good. Sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember that. And then, yeah, I do remember that because Hallie was like, yeah, I kind of, I know Megan Price. Like we talk here and there. And then, mm -hmm. We didn't even think, you know, because Hallie and I, I'm assuming, were like, oh, well, if Hallie knows Megan and she's good with Megan and I'm good with Megan, I guess Zoe would be too. <laughs> yeah. Um, it really did work out. Yeah. And then that just increased our friendship mm -hmm. for Sound Crew the, the next year. It was like a cycle. Still waiting for that Rainforest Cafe. That'll be the next game night. That would be. Yeah. Do you think we can bring our games to Rainforest Cafe? God, I hope so. That would be that so much be fun. That might be too much um, sensory. <laughs> we're <laughs> sensory playing overload. Yeah, we're playing a game and there's a fucking jaguar in the background. <laughs> we'll just like drive to Roscoe and then come back and oh, do a I game come, night. I can come up with card games too. Don't you oh, don't yeah. worry about it. I'm so down. Yeah. Oh my God. I haven't been at Rainforest Cafe in so long and then i just thought yeah. of it one night and you're like i, and need, I texted to go, the group I need to yeah. be there <laughs> <laughs> the last time i went to one was at mall of america and i remember oh, i didn't know there was i was there. a wee child and mm -hmm. i remember being like this is the motherfucking place <laughs> i want to live and die here <laughs> i've only been to ones like around chicago so then yeah rainforest cafe i'm looking forward to that i also the last game night i had was with my family and i made a game i Oh. I orchestrated a newlywed game for the whole family. Okay. And I got dressed up like I was the host. And mm -hmm. I used one of these here microphones we're using right now <laughs> as like. So this was microphone. like recent, recent. This was. I got. It was Christmas. And oh. um, yeah. So we could take our game nights to a whole new level. Oh, hell yeah. We should just record our game nights. It wouldn't yeah. be as fun, though, because you can't. You need the visual. Yeah. And there's like a break in between. I feel like sometimes we'll go snacking. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'll go. Do I feel like there's really just golden moments girls. that happen. Yeah. Usually it's just me getting like torn apart, but roasted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, and it's not like I go home and cry about it or anything. We've had <laughs> <laughs> we have had many game nights, and surprisingly, I've only ever had one tense moment, and it was with me and Megan Price at her house, and I was being a brat, and that's how it happened. You probably don't even remember it. I don't it. remember that. It was just me. If we are, we're arguing over the Conan O'Brien show. 
oh yeah i would have zoned out for that one we had differences in the order in which it went and she was right and i was wrong but i was being too stubborn to admit it bro she's always right she's always right about everything conan o'brien show and i identify as a huge conan o'brien fan Mm -hmm. and i was like no you're wrong (laughs) i as we're laying in her bed never like for a bedtime yeah like she's just for some reason knows everything I know. That's I how, know how we started that's being possible. friends. Because I remember a game I used to play with her after we met was I would message her a band, mm-hmm. like an older, more obscure band. Okay. And she'd be like, yep, heard of it. Here's my mm-hmm. favorite song. And I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> and, I, and they weren't even that obscure now that I think about it. It was like mm-hmm. Tracy Chapman. And she'd be like, see, I barely. I love Fast is. Car. Oh, see, that's the only song I know by them. I by them? Know. Or is that one person? It's a woman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I only know that because uh, was it like a Jonas Blue song like 20 years later or some shit someone else came out kind of recently 20 tons maybe oh, with yeah. a fast car because they play the cover of it at Panera oh okay yeah so yeah someone that's the one up. I know and that brought me it's to the shit. original here's the deal Tracy Chapman is a lesbian icon why would you cover her music and take away that power <laughs> And then I'd be like, and she'd be like, I know that one. And I'd be like, okay, Lauren Hill. And she'd be like, the miseducation of Lauren Hill is a really good album. And I'd be like, fuck, <laughs> how do you know that? <laughs> so this is where it starts with me. Cause she, we could not be any different in the fact mm-hmm. that I know absolutely nothing when it comes to pop culture references. I'm so like, yeah, it's an unwritten that. rule that if we play anything pop culture related, Megan and I can't be paired together. It yeah, has to be they will split up because Hallie and you I. and Hallie aren't yeah. super into, <laughs> as into pop culture stuff. But I still think I'm the worst. I think Hallie knows a little more. Than yeah, me. she does. She has yeah. her subsets that she's really good at. She has very specific things mm-hmm. that she's, for example, Pixar. Yes, which she will she be on in the coming about. weeks to discuss all of the Pixar movies. <laughs> And yeah, and you have like K-pop and that's it. Mm-hmm. I know a lot about that, but here's the thing. No one else cares, which I mean, I understand, but I do know that's my only thing I can flex on anyone about. Good. But As that's you should. The other day, my mom. <laughs> my was... moment will come someday. Hailey <laughs> <laughs> messaged me the other day and was like, Zoe fucking hates the song Dynamite. <laughs> but I don't hate it. I just think they have so much better music. And it just kind of kills me a little inside that that's the song that went by, which makes sense because it was probably made to be like a bubblegum pop song mm-hmm. um, and like get that radio play or whatever. And it did really, really well on the charts. It's not a bad song, but the fact that that's the one that went viral makes mm-hmm. it think, give the impression that like all they make is just like surface level music. And they don't. Mm, they yeah. sure don't. But you know what? <laughs> Perhaps that introduced new people to them. Yes. Because I think it did. I know Zach from the Try Guys was not a K-pop BTS guy. Okay. And then Dynamite came, and all of a sudden, every episode of the podcast that I listen to that they do, he was mentioning the Try Guys do a podcast. Yeah, it's called the Tripod. I need to start listening to that. Okay, I'll get on that. They also ha- they have a bunch of podcasts. They have the Tripod, mm-hmm. and then they have the Try Wives podcast mm-hmm. called You Can Sit with Us, and then they have Zach has the Guilty Pleasures. Mm-hmm. Where they talk about bad movies, but that are so bad that are good, like Twilight. Okay. And then they, Ned and Ariel have one about their baby. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Don't they? Wait, do they have two kids now? Yes. Their podcast is called wow. Baby Steps. That's kind of cute, right? I don't listen to that one because I'm not a mother and mm-hmm. I don't want to be, and I'm not that big of a kids fan. Yeah, me neither. Sorry. 
But their kid is Kids, cute. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't. I just can't deal with them. They're good from like a distance, but I don't I know what that to once. do with them. I said that once. I was like, I like kids from a distance. And my manager, I said it at work. They were like, don't say that out loud. You sound like a pedophile. <laughs> so I, <was> like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I like them from afar. <laughs> I like watching them. <laughs> I like to admire them from across mm-hmm. the park. <laughs> No, but, like, they're cute when you see, like, videos of them being, like, nice or whatever, but then you take into account that they're probably also, like, really annoying on a daily basis. Yeah. I just can't do that. I had this funny interaction with my cousin when I was visiting them in Massachusetts in which um, I had two funny interactions. One, when it was out, I was out there, it was my birthday, and we went out to dinner, and this was the first time I'd gone out to dinner in fucking a year. And... um I it was for my birthday so I was like oh whatever I'll just wear whatever and it was to a hibachi restaurant just like Fuji mm-hmm. and I get out of the car and she comes out and she's wearing a dress and she goes it's your birthday and you're wearing that oh, <laughs> oh okay <laughs> and it was literally like my pink panda shirt that I got at the zoo in the national zoo and mm-hmm. like leggings with literally I only brought sandals for that trip so I was wearing socks and sandals kind <laughs> of a fit okay thank you I thought it was pretty you know like on brand for yeah. me <laughs> and then like later that night we went back to my grandparents house and my grandma just fell so she had a wheelchair mm-hmm. but she wasn't in it so my cousin had been riding around in it and when she got up to go do something else I sat down in it and like because we didn't have enough chairs near the kitchen island mm-hmm. and I kind of wheeled it over to the kitchen island and she came out so I was in the wheelchair and goes oh so now you're trying to be like me <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> the dressing one was a little rude but that one mm-hmm. was genuinely funny to me and I was Trying not to give her like the pleasure of knowing that I thought it was really funny. Just, just be like stone faced, and then let her know like a week later. Hey, that was actually kind of funny. Yeah, like, <laughs> and in the moment, I didn't want you to get a big head, but now, yeah, yeah it was pretty good. It was pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's uh, so funny. Um, so we're gonna hop into our ranking a little bit early because we got a we got a longer ranking today. Because we do. Zoe and I were thinking hard, and although we're we're really good friends. We, we have talk nothing the least. in common. Yeah, we have nothing in common. And we also talk the least out of everyone mm-hmm. in the group, I think. And so she got here and I was like, Zoe, I'm unprepared for this episode. And yeah. she goes, that's my brand. Yeah. <laughs> and, so um, fitting. So we did some talking and we realized the, one of the only things we have in common is our love for the Harry Potter movies. Yes. And what are we going to do? Rank five of the Harry Potter movies? No, you got to rank Absolutely all not. those bitches, you know? So we have our list now. Zoe... Zoe's is both like combining the movies and the books. Mm-hmm. Mine, this is my only movies. My book list is very different. Oh, that's um, interesting. I thought compared to most other, we kind of just talked about this a little bit, but compared to most other rem- movie remakes I've seen, the Harry Potter series in general is not bad yeah. at all by any the means. Only co- especially when you compare it to like the Percy Jackson ones. I don't know. If oh, yeah. I've seen that. those. Yeah. yeah. But um, the my biggest complaints are just um, – Jenny, like that's my biggest complaint about the Harry Potter movies is that Jenny, is, movie Jenny is so different from book Jenny. How would you say? I agree that she is, but like in what way? So movie Jenny to me is like a stale cracker of a character, and <laughs> <laughs> book Jenny to me, you know, like book Jenny, she's this spunky, mm-hmm. like funny. She has so much more flair to her. Yes, she's yeah. a feminist and she's a badass. She's a goes on to be a professional Quidditch player. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, it's like, yeah, she plays Quidditch, and there's that one scene where she has to get the entire Quidditch team's attention for Harry, mm-hmm. and then that's like the only bit 
of that's the only badass thing she really does we see yeah. From her. yeah and then like the other time we see her actually showing emotion is when harry's supposed to be dead and she goes no and like <laughs> launches forward yeah um and then that's like the only emotion we ever get from mm-hmm. her and Nothing like against the actor. Her yeah, actor no. was great. You know what, it Bonnie Wright? I follow you written. on Instagram, and you're a badass. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the way she was written. She wasn't given the attention she deserves, and I get yeah. it. They're long movies already. It would be hard to give everything yeah. attention it deserves. But that's my biggest complaint. There's some other ones. You know what? Actually, before we get in this, can I say my most unpopular opinion about the movies? Go ahead. So in the movies, I ship Harry and Hermione more. Because I feel like in the movies, there it's oh. shown more for them to be close that than it is, is controversial. for Harry and Ginny. But in the books, I'm like Harry and Ginny all the way, mm-hmm. Hermione and Ron. But in the movies, I'm more Ron's being a dick to Hermione and Harry was there the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like. That's interesting you say that. I've never really thought about that too much. I guess I just kind of went into the movies having already read the books. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of already agreed that it should be Harry and Ginny all along. Yeah. But. Maybe if I had just watched the movies without ever reading the books first, that's what I would have thought. Yeah. Because it's like, Hermione's just trying her best to care for Ron, and she doesn't know how to express her emotions, and Ron is just being an idiot. I also yeah. feel like the movies... Ron's a pretty typical man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like Ron was a little downplayed in the movies as well, like his loyalty yeah. and stuff. But you know, He had his moments. He had his moments, yeah. yeah. And again, that's just, you're already making a three-hour-long movie, and you're how much more can you really put in there yeah and i would sit through a five-hour harry potter movie but but there's many people who would not yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right um do you have any complaints about them before we go in nothing at the moment we'll see we'll go through and see if something comes up so we're we're gonna start at number eight right okay and then go to number one sounds good so do you want to say your eight first okay my eight is Deathly Hollows Part One. Same. Oh hell yeah! Because it's literally so dry. You did and so not boring. Need to break it up into two movies. Yeah, I get it. It was a thick book. Yeah. No, I get it. They wanted to make money. Yeah. I mean, I understand that more than anyone. Money. Like, yeah. I'm a fucking econ major. Like, I get that. You know. Mm-hmm. But it was boring. Um, yeah. When I sometimes I skip it when I do my rewatch. I I skip it all the time. I don't think I've ever seen it more than twice. <laughs> because it's so All boring. they do is go in the woods and then go in more woods and then and like swim woods. in a lake yeah. and then and more And then they woods. get into some yeah. fights and blah, 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 blah. But yeah. it's unimportant because and they get they escape, together at the end anyway. And then they go in more woods. Yeah. The last I can't take it. 30 minutes could have been the first 30 minutes of the other Dead movie. Yeah. Like maybe 45 minutes. We'll extend it to 45 mm-hmm. just to be sure. But we could have like done. Like the whole manor scene onwards. Yes. Yeah. You could have done a quick montage of all the woods and the water and mm-hmm. all that shit and then the slow scene of showing how much the locket affected them i feel like that could have been i understand what they were doing Mm -hmm. with making it so long to like show how they didn't realize how much it was affecting them until they took it off but it was so slow again could have made it a a montage yeah oh my god harry puts it on all of a sudden he's a dick oh my god ron is attacking harry no he isn't and then bam (laughs) manor scene (laughs) yeah the movie is just so Oh, it's so dark. It's like the the sh- the lighting is so dark. I agree. When I the few times I do watch it in my rewatch, I have to schedule it so that's at night, and even mm-hmm. then I still have a hard time yeah. seeing it because it is very dark. All right, this is starting off well. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we have the I, same eight. Yeah, and if you tell me Deathly Hallows Part One is in your top five at any point, if you're a listener, you're fucking stupid. 
your opinion is invalid. I'm so sorry. Literally, like it's <laughs> objectively the worst movie. I bet we could go on Rotten Tomatoes Absolutely. right now and it has the least. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number okay. seven. Number seven. My number seven is Chamber of Secrets. Ooh. Okay. What's your number seven, Katie? Mine's Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, okay. See, that's my favorite book. This is when we get a two, se- two separate list. Mm-hmm. Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite book because it's one of the first times you really get to see the Marauders and learn about that history. I really wish that would have been. I guess that's that, my grievance. I wish that would have been. And that was not more. as delved into in the movie. And I mm-hmm. also have fundamental issues with how they portray a werewolf in the movie. It looks oh. so ghastly and like <laughs> so gross. And it's like, like a do you think man it was, are you coded. saying it was unrealistic or you just don't like? Well, the obviously, I can't say it's unrealistic because <laughs> I don't know what a werewolf looks like. No, but like how you pictured it. Yeah, that's not how I was picturing it. And also it's like, it just looks like a man that has a snout with like a thin layer of gray skin. Uh, like that's what it looks like in the movie. He was and too um, I'm just wiry. Say, yes. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, if we're talking about the, the most, if I had to choose realistic werewolf portrayal, I like to say Teen Wolf, the show. Never seen it. <laughs> Listeners, Shocker. Familiar, let me know what you think. <laughs> um, but I just didn't like that part of it. Mm-hmm. There are parts I really like, but in comparison to the book, it really let me down. So uh, that's why it's my lowest. It's fair enough. Yeah. I can see that. What's I'm your mostly, issues with Chamber of Secrets? I think I just watched it too many times. Honestly, mm-hmm. also can't stand Lockhart. He's my least I guess that favorite. means he's a good actor because yeah. he was insufferable, but also makes it hard to watch the movies. I agree. And I don't know. He's my least favorite of the defense against the dark arts teachers that come in. Oh, really? My least favorite was Quirrell. No, I like I can stand Quirrell. because we don't really know Quirrell, I guess. Yeah, that's why I'm okay with him. Yeah, but like we know Lockhart, and he's still insufferable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I guess a lot of the characters have some backstory. Well, a lot of the ones that end up being Death Eaters have some backstory to how they ended up that way, like Quirrell turning like yeah. the Voldemort and Quirrell is nothing. Yeah, I do kind of. The only reason I sympathize with him is because of the lack of information. I guess I just kind of assume Voldemort like seduced seduced him. him. <laughs> yeah, they had sex. <laughs> Um, a very Potter musical fans, they're in a relationship. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I sympathize with him. It's kind of like okay. to the dark side. He's just I'm like going okay, to feed off of your soul, and he's just like, all right, man, <laughs> sound good. so chill with it. Yeah, and they yeah. do say he was driven crazy supposedly by something else earlier in his Who's life. Who's they? So Who says that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we're on number six. What's yes. yours? Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay, I can agree with that. You know, not too much higher. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, kind of the same thing. I do wish, totally wish the Marauders would have been more in there. Mm-hmm. And also similar to my number seven in the same fact that it used to be really high up there for me. And then I watched it way too many times in probably like sixth grade. Yeah. And it just, it took it away. Took okay. away the magic, yeah. if you will. Mine's a Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, okay. See, I have, I think we all can agree a great part about the Harry Potter thing is that it starts off super fluffy and kind mm-hmm. of like whatever. And then the, the older he gets, the darker the movies get. Yeah. And the first one is your introduction to the mm-hmm. world. So it always has that piece of nostalgia to me. Like I love getting to see everything for the first time. Mm-hmm. That said, it's like, I don't know what about it is kind of boring to me. Like I love the magical wonder of it. Yeah. And I appreciate that. But we already like, I already, like, I don't know. This is unusual for me because I normally really like the first episodes of Thane and the first movies of Thane, mm-hmm. and this one I'm not. 
yeah. doesn't do it. I don't really know why. Maybe it's because like, like you said, with some, like I'd watched it so many times or like, it just um, seems like, oh, we're rehashing that he lived under the staircase again. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, the Sorcerer's Stone is higher for me, but I still don't like all the privet drive scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And they it's don't like, love it. I, I mean, I get why they had so many of them, mm-hmm. but again, I didn't need all of them. I think it was drawn out too much. I agree. Yeah. I get that they were trying to establish backstory for him, uh-huh. I guess, like where he comes from, but. Literally, the yeah. minute you say he was raised living under a staircase, you've already created sympathy. That's enough so, for So, like, me. you don't yeah. need to go into, like, oh, he cooked their food, too. It's mm-hmm. like, he lives under a staircase. Yeah. I kind of expected he was <laughs> cooking their food, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, your next um, one. My, are we on five? Okay. My five is Half-Blood Prince. Okay. A little higher for me, I'll say that. All right. Um, I don't love, I think the movies, my favorite shots of Hogwarts are in that movie. So that's what brought it up higher for me. Mm -hmm. But I don't love the fact that they went to the cave um, to get the locket and then it ended up being a waste of time kind of kills me inside a little bit. I get that. Mm-hmm. I also it's just such a painful scene to watch yeah because it's like until then we haven't really seen Dumbledore be that like weak we've seen mm-hmm. him be like vulnerable and some other stuff but like yeah. he's physically like dying yeah. in that scene and it's such a long scene too mm-hmm. it's one of my least favorite scenes even though I guess there's like meaning behind it and an importance behind it I'm, but it's just like yeah I'm glad they included that scene right before they killed him yeah because it's kind of like okay you know, maybe his time's up. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Spoil. Oh, we should have said a spoiler alert way in the beginning. Okay. But if you haven't watched or read Harry Potter by it's now, it's time for you to click on. Yeah. yeah, maybe you should have. Des- maybe you deserve the spoiler. But honestly, if you haven't read Harry Potter by now, what are you doing? Yeah, that kind of was my childhood. Yeah, the fact I that I don't remember anything before. Age- should I talk about that? I don't have any memories before age nine. That's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I have very vague memories before. Yeah. I literally your life don't started my childhood. My life started at nine years old. Your life started when yeah. you watched Harry Potter and read it. It and really, then, it literally thought it really friend. did. <laughs> uh, one time I forgot I had a cousin that existed. So like I had a bunch of cousins and then they came out here once and they were like, yeah, Nick couldn't make it. And I was like, who's Nick? And they're like, you know, your other cousin. And I was like, I have a cousin named Nick. They're like, Yeah. I have a lot of extended family, but I don't think cousins a stretch for me. I think I only have like three of them. Yeah, I, I hope they don't find either, this. I'm sorry so. if I forgot you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to my cousins. <laughs> Alrighty, my number five is Chamber of Secrets. Okay. I think it's one of my favorite out of like the first three, which I would say are the most kid like. I think mm-hmm. it's. I mean, it is in my list, my favorite, um, because. I like the basilisk. I think that's dope. I do like that scene. It's a really, yeah, yeah. I think it. Tom Riddle's a hottie. I'm going to say it. Once I see that, mm. I immediately get why he got away with so much stuff. He's a hot totally. white yeah. man, you know, like he, yeah. <laughs> he was cruising through. No, I totally agree with that. He was very hot. Yeah. And then I like the whole diary aspect of being introduced mm. to a Horcrux before we I like know how what it is. So like, many movies before we found out what that was. Yeah. yeah. And we were like. And it all connects when you later find out. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, didn't have much going for me. You know, it was just like, like the first. There wasn't too much depth in that movie. Yeah, it was just like, oh, he fights a snake. Woohoo, he wins. I do like yeah. to quote like, the Chamber of Secrets has been the <laughs> enemies of the 
I like I just hate like doing that, that one kid that was always taking photos. Colin Creevy? Yeah, I him? can't stand him. Yeah, he's annoying. Yeah. I kind of was like, you can stay petrified. He didn't need to exist. I didn't like Filch either. I mean, no I one understand really why he's Filch, there. But... He's there because he's so hateable. Yeah, but Colin Creevy just. Mm-hmm. He could he, literally just stay petrified, and I wouldn't be mad about it. Serve a purpose other than to get petrified. Like that was yeah. his purpose. And then he just never shows up again. Yeah. And I also, um, what was I gonna say? I do like that we got a little bit of a peek into Hagrid's history at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I think I it agree. gets cred- credit for that. But other than that, again, there is nothing going on. I hate the polyjuice potion scene because I hate. It makes the me making a little of the uncomfortable. Poly- yes. Yeah. And I already don't really like Crab and Goyle. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know why. Do you think they both should have died in the fire? Yes. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, 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 you do. Okay. Um, so fourth one? Okay. My fourth one is Sorcerer's Stone. Because oh. of all of the reasons basically you named earlier. Yeah. That it was just such, a, it's such a magical movie. Because yes. it's so light. The introduction to Hogwarts and the scenes where he like walks into Hogwarts in the first place are so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the shot of the lake. I think I'm going more into the cinematography instead no, of like the actual movie. Fine. But it's just so. It's a big part of it. Watching that movie for the first time, if you're like really, really paying attention, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool It movie. makes you want to go there. Mm-hmm. And that's, Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like um, I can like picture the music that was playing when they walk into the Great Hall for the first mm-hmm. time. It's like that little like chime like doo doo. I can't. I, I listen, can't make the sound. I listen but I can to hear. that soundtrack constantly. Yeah, me too. That's my studying playlist. Fun fact. Oh my god, my studying playlist is all movie scores. Oh, nice. and like the video and some video game scores that I like mm-hmm. and Harry Potter. Like it'll come up and I'll be like, that was the scene Fred and George exploded the fireworks in the school and left oh, yeah. and like stuff like that. Yeah. Like, distinct moments. Like I've that. seen it so many times that the score can make me feel like I'm watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. One of my favorite ones is like Lily's theme. I like that one. Oh, I really want to learn how to play that on piano. I think that's my next endeavor. You do send it to me. All right. I I would love to hear it. Um, (laughs) What's your four? Mine is Goblet of Fire. Oh, I think this one has the most action. I, yes. I I think maybe Deathly Hallows Part 2, it has the most action Mm -hmm. that isn't related to just like Voldemort himself. Okay. And I think each task was brilliantly thought up. They're very different. Absolutely. And yes. I think that it deserves credit for that mm-hmm. to JKR, even though I hate we hate her now. Bad bitch. <laughs> not in a good way, like actually a bad bitch. <laughs> like, I accidentally said that like I was complimenting A not her. good bitch. <laughs> yeah. um, but I do give her credit for that because those are very different tasks. And if I were sitting down to write a book, I'd be like, they would all be like along the vein of like a, of like the dragon task, physically fighting something. And they mm-hmm. weren't all like that. They yeah. each... They tested different different, aspects of a person's, I guess. Yeah. And they were also like, um, I think we got what you're saying. (laughs) I can't think of the word, a word to put there. (laughs) Um, And I also think that they all had a different, um, oh, believably dangerous because they introduced it to be like, should they really be doing this? It hasn't been done in so long because it's super dangerous. Why are they bringing it back now? Blah, 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 blah. And, um. If you were to serve up something that wasn't that dangerous after that, I as an audience member would have been like, <laughs> "Yeah, what the fuck was the point? That's just disappointing. And you know? there's been some times in movies, I can't think of them right now, but I know that's happened where it's like, I could do that. Why are they saying it's dangerous? If mm-hmm. I can do it, it's not dangerous. I could not fight a dragon. Exactly. <laughs> so then that's when I'm like, all right, I get what they're saying. People could die. <laughs> um, so 
so that's that and i also like seeing the other schools mm, oh yeah that yeah. was definitely and also one of my favorite parts i loved seeing cedric degree i think i think robert pattinson was the perfect casting because i didn't really I like him as edward i never watched twilight so it was i love it was good it. for me i was so confused when everyone kept calling him edward cullen yeah that i didn't get that joke for probably like two years yeah i think he, i think he was like the perfect like golden boy in that movie that he yes. was supposed to be a yes. cedric totally. and i totally when he died you only knew him for like maybe an hour yeah and i was like oh, i was no. already like damn not cedric <laughs> yeah why can't you have taken fucking crumb i would have been okay with them taking his crumb. I'd be straight. dad's the scene where he's like running to him he's like my, my boy, boy. <laughs> yeah so good that was so and i didn't well even shot. like his dad his dad annoyed kinda, the fuck yeah, out of me. Yeah, he was low-key annoying. But, like, when that happened, I was like, oh. Yeah. I imagined his wife being dead. I don't know if that's canon or not, but I imagined I, they only had I think one he another. is. Yeah. He- <laughs> I think she is. <laughs> no, I think his wife is dead. Yeah, so then that made it that much. Maybe I'm just making that up because you said it, but that know. feels right. Maybe. It, yeah, right? And maybe it's just the way they played their relationship as being very father and son. Yeah. Like, from the minute you're introduced to him, he's yeah. like, here, a proud fat father he's like here's my my boy <laughs> cedric <laughs> like so like yeah i don't know okay uh right. three uh deathly hollows two <gasps> me too hey all mean, right oh we don't have the same top two because no. you already said but mm-hmm. we have one a, of our top two movies are is the, the same. same yeah <laughs> okay um deathly hollows part two is the one i probably watched the most because mm-hmm. i love I know this is the same with TV shows too. I love the ending of things. Yeah, I just think I just think it's very mm, Chef's Kiss. Like that's so funny. I think that's the one I watched the least, really? just because it's so. It's pretty emotional. Dramatic, dramatic. I guess that yeah. you can only I can only watch it so many times, wow. and I have to watch some other ones in between those. Definitely, I could mm. never watch it twice in a row, like mm. even spaced out. Wow. I couldn't watch it twice in a row. Interesting. Mm. What do you like about it? Um, kind of like this sounds so cheesy, but like when you can see all, everyone like coming together and fighting for Hogwarts. This, oh my god, the McGonagall scene where she does with the statue. I was just thinking that, that when you said that. That gives me chills. Go defend your castle. Yeah, like whatever yeah. she says. Like, defend yeah, home. the scene like I remember so vividly the scene where all of the teachers and all of the parents or whatever right. are putting together. Yeah, they do the, the shield mm-hmm. and they do everything to like prep Hogwarts for the battle. Yeah, I love that scene. And I love when like I love when Harry arrives back, and he 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 steps out of the uh, crowd yes and he's like how dare you stand where he stood yeah. or whatever and then mcgonagall has to go to defend him because he she he is not ready to fight like snape but mm-hmm. i think that's really cool yeah. yeah i like i think there was a little bit of we have different opinions on snape as a character the two of us yes but i think that scene where he dies there was a little bit of vindication for yeah there's a little bit not enough to justify there was a shred (laughs) all the horrible parts of his character but that man i feel bad for that man he was put through hell you can feel bad for him and still acknowledge that he is a bad guy i think he grew up to be a bad guy okay that's fair all right do you agree to disagree do you think he was a bad guy when he died i think if he hadn't died in that moment after the battle he would have been a, a lot he would have been a decent person. This is where we disagree. He still would have been a shit teacher. His mm-hmm. oh, we're getting into it. His With Harry gone, actions, yes, because Harry he was, was a, a living, shit to Neville before. Harry was a living no, reminder but, of how yes, shitty his childhood was and how he got 
I get that. Bullied oh, mercilessly. I get that. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> His behavior with Harry, I can get it being a little, like, whatever. We can ignore that because I believe it's from what you're saying you know his, yeah. the reminder of his horrible childhood the love he lost even though i still think that's a shit excuse to be rude to someone <laughs> neville he had no he had no beef with neville neville is just this perfect little clumsy boy neville was just friends with harry so that was his fault so he wasn't even that good of friends with harry in the beginning he yeah, literally snitched him out and i don't he think was he already a exactly yeah. he's a shit teacher and a shit person who just mm -hmm. likes to bully people and yeah, he chose, mm -hmm. ooh, good, congrats, he chose good at the end. Oh, yeah, you want a fucking sticker? He spent so many years being, a like, a double agent, though. Yeah, that takes that's talent. Commendable. That doesn't make he him a good person. That's commendable. He would have been killed. He would have been executed on the spot if he was ever found out. Okay, cool. He was really good at his job. Yeah, he was. That doesn't mean he's a good person. Just because he was good at pretending to be a, a loyal person. A little bitch. Yeah, that's a two-faced... <laughs> Right. That's all I'm going to say about that. We don't I think we it. should agree to disagree on okay. that one. All right, fine. <laughs> um, number two? Half-Blood Prince. Mm, Order of the Phoenix. Mm. That's, oh my gosh. I was. Is um, Goblet of Fire your number one? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Right. Half-Blood Prince is my number two because I, um, I like it, but I feel like they're, I don't know, there's just more that I wanted from it. And I don't even know what that more was. It just left me a little underwhelmed because it's mm -hmm. not quite to your like to the intensity of the last two yet. Yeah. And it's but you're not like in the childish wonder of like the other ones yet. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, ooh, where was thing I'm doing? Mm -hmm. ooh. It's kind of on the edge. I do like um, the battle of outside the borough. I think that's a really cool scene. Oh, like, yeah. And like I can hear the scene with the like corn stalks blowing. That's, oh and like gosh, them so splashing like, through the water. Yeah, like, and then yeah. Bellatrix running away. She's like, I killed Sirius Black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. That's, really That's good. a good scene. Um, kind of a parallel to the Order of the Phoenix in the ministry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where she's running away right after that happened. Yep. Yeah. And I, I like that. Uh, well, we discussed we don't like the cave scene, but I mm -hmm. think the way they all come together to – honor Dumbledore regardless of how we feel about him now as adults like mm -hmm. it was just a really good emotional scene yeah I don't love the cave scene but I think it was necessary I'm talking about his death some later extent. though oh okay sorry yeah oh, like, okay. when they do the wand thing and they, they yes. all like whatever yes. okay I think that's a really good way to commemorate I agree him. yeah I think he he needed to go but it was honorable it was in a good way Wait, so what's your number one then? Uh, well, what was your number two? Did you just talk oh, about Order why you Phoenix. liked it? Yeah. Why, what um, do you like? Because that's my number one. Interesting. Okay. I just think Harry... I don't know why I said that. It could totally be my number one too. I just think it's Harry was destined movie. to be a professor. And we see that in this movie. And mm, they still make him a fucking yeah. wizard cop. <laughs> <laughs> he... I don't know if he'd be able to handle living at Hogwarts though. That's true. That'd be very emotional mm -hmm. for him. But I just think in any capacity, whether he could be like a fucking Wizard tutor, <laughs> like I think he'd just be really good at it. Mm -hmm. And we see that in this movie and he enjoys it. It's one of the only times he's happy in that movie because he's getting fucking tortured. Yeah. So like. It annoys me how Dumbledore ignores him for the whole movie. And then too. gives us like a stupid it's a excuse, shit excuse at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I see him. Okay. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Psh, 
the trial what about it? scene. He already knows about Horcruxes at this point. So yeah. he knows why he's seeing him. You're saving him from nothing by distancing yourself yeah, from him. Yeah, exactly. And then the beginning, the whole Dementors and then the trial scene, I feel like that was low-key. I don't know. It was necessary because we got our introduction to Umbridge. I'm happy that we yeah. did that. Mm-hmm. And I do like when they're like, describe the Dementors. And yeah. And lady's like, one was big. And the, <laughs> the other, other was, was rather skinny. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, not the boys. <laughs> I um. got... I wish they would have brought um, Bones in, Madam Bones, the, the mm-hmm. one who asked the questions, in later during the Battle of Hogwarts. I think that, that would have been, really been cool. cool. Is her first name Susan? Yes. That's what I Wait, thought. Wait. Or is that a character? That's the, that, she's that's, a niece yes, at Hogwarts. Yes, that's the Hogwarts That's Susan chick. Bones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her aunt, aunt is the lady that Madam, I think we only know her as Madam, I think. Yeah. yeah. I wish they would have brought She was cool, though. Too. I wish mm-hmm. she would have been more of a character. And I also think that... I also get annoyed by that scene with Dumbledore ignoring Harry and then also them like I just think it's a little more boring compared to the rest of the movie mm-hmm. but I also think it's important to show how much of a coward Fudge is and how scared he is of Dumbledore. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad he like ran away or resigned or whatever happened. Yeah, whatever the fuck. <laughs> whatever happened to him. Yeah. I don't care about him anymore. Um, Not that any of the ministers after him were any better. Yeah. And I also think in terms of Neville this movie is the most important. Yes. I think he has the most growth as a wizard in this one. Yeah. And as like a human. Just as yeah. He owns up to his parents. Accepting his parents. Yeah. He not death, but like their what fate they become. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And like he he's really working hard so that he can not let what happened to them happen to him and also that, revenge them. Oh, uh, that reminds them. me. Wish we would have had a um what's the hospital name called? the Saint magical Mongols? day yeah i wish we would have had a scene there yeah that would have been really after cool. the recovery because we just so we could have told about his parents, parents yeah. yeah but if we had saw them it would yeah. have i think made people like neville a lot more they already had actors for them like they showed them in the photo yeah so why not yeah and they were well cast like that's how they i would picture that them also reminds me of the scene in deathly hollows part two that i love when he's like taunting them because the the bridge the the gate thing what is that oh the, the shield Over thing the, goes yeah. up and then he's taunting them and then all of a sudden they can get through and he's like fucking running yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good one um oh, yeah wow. and so your number one's goblet of fire yes it is what do you like about it um yule ball scene oh how Incredible. could i forget the yule ball scene? yeah <laughs> i just like even when they're pr- uh, practicing for it and yeah. ron has to dance with mcgonagall and the twins oh. give him so much shit for it yeah incredible and the um the twisted the band they got that they literally wrote Wizarding oh. World music for this movie. That's that, and that's the what the band I performs. That. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's also like the U ball scene is also the only scene that is like very high school. One of the only mm-hmm. scenes that's very high school. Because yeah, obviously the whole movie, it's not like there's anything we can relate to in the series because yeah. it's literally all based on magic. Mm-hmm. But a school dance and everything. Yeah, and I also think that's very American too. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know much about the culture differences between the UK. And Isn't it in Scotland? Well, Isn't Hogwarts? I mean, yeah, fair enough. I guess they're all from the UK. <laughs> <laughs> um, but school dances feels very American to me. Yes. And obviously, they have them there too. But yeah. yeah, I think it's kind of interesting that it's their only one in seven years. <laughs> they just never that's, bring it back. Yeah, that's kind of well suck. because it's with the goblet. It's with the, yeah. That they the always tournament. Yeah, dance. Mm-hmm. What else do you like about the movie? Scene. Yes. At the beginning, the Quidditch yeah. World Cup. Mm-hmm. How that is so – I love how that is so light and also beautifully shot. Yeah. And, like – Beautifully made. It's probably CGI, most of it. Yeah. But you can't necessarily I think – I don't know. I think they had real people flying around in broomsticks. 
moment, I was like, where, does she, where is she going? And then I was like, they can't find her. And then I realized it was a joke. Um, <laughs> no, I think, and then how that transitions into getting so dark when it got ransacked, I guess, yeah. the stadium. Also something dark turn we can kind of relate to also with whole fucking shootings and stuff like that oh like, yeah that, that happens at events you know concerts and things just like that mm-hmm. dark turn but <laughs> yeah um i think it sets the tone i well also for the rest of the movie yeah don't want to steal your thunder with it but i also think the it does set the tone and i also think it's a cool look into like we see quidditch culture at hogwarts but we don't see much of what it means beyond mm-hmm. like we just kind of go oh it's a it's a sport yeah <laughs> and then we see this and we realize it's like american football it's like football in honestly the UK. like it's like big, literally even know? more because people were camping out there for yeah. days literally you know? like it was this whole event yeah and like so that's cool to see and i like how they each have their the teams have their distinct entrances mm-hmm. and like stuff like that like it, it's just super cool yeah it really did take what i thought a magical sport would look like and then not yeah. only in how it's played look magical but also how it's celebrated and mm-hmm. how it's whatever magical too yeah i think jk put that together really why did i say jk like we're on a first JK. basis <laughs> yeah my girl jk um <laughs> i think joanne let me tell you about my girl jojo she <laughs> <laughs> yeah so my girl joanne put that together very well mm-hmm. um what else is in that movie it goes from the quit scene and then it gets taken over and then here he goes to Hogwarts and no one believes him. I oh, think that's You know cool. what I quote a lot from this movie? What? So when Ron and Harry have their fight because Ron is like, Harry, you put your name in. Just tell me you, how you did it. Blah, blah, blah. You want this fame. I'm Harry Potter's best friend. That's one I'm never going to be. But, you know, mm-hmm. he's having his moment. Yeah. And Harry's like too dull to see that. So they're like have, bickering it out. Mm-hmm. And Hermione's stuck in the middle. I quote all the time. I'm not an owl. <laughs> <laughs> you tell Ron. I think, um... <laughs> kind of on that same strand was um when she goes just because you have the emotion wait no that's from five. Oh, i totally mixed that up yeah but it was kind of the same dynamic yeah. when she in- interjects when, just because you have the snappy. emotional span of a teaspoon yes. yeah yeah no that's so good is that in five yeah because yeah, it's cause after they're... he kisses cho chang yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i also oh this one though big fall that i see is i want more rita skeeter because oh. she was a villain and she was devilish and we mm-hmm. didn't see how horrible she was in the movie. She, they just kind of presented her as like kind of annoying. Yeah. And like she actually was a piece of shit yeah. and we don't get to see that. And I get it again, taking away from the big picture of who the pieces of shit are mm-hmm. in such an already long movie. Yeah. Like but, you can't put her on the same skill as Baltimore. Yeah. But was but, she more than mildly annoying? Yeah. Yeah. She, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I feel like her animagus was perfectly well put. Oh, yeah, because you get to choose it, it. You don't choose it. Yeah. Right? It she is the human personification in, yeah. of a beetle. Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> fucking cockroach. <laughs> um, I like, though, um, did you watch a Harry Potter musical? No. Oh, my God. I so think I've seen parts of a it. A Harry Potter sequel is when they bring in Rita Skeeter. Mm-hmm. And they come in and she go, she talks like a fast-paced New York journalist. She's like, Rita Skeeter here, coming at you live <laughs> from whatever. That's so it's, funny. It's exactly how I pictured her talking, too, mm-hmm. even though obviously it doesn't take place in New York. But, yeah. Um, it, did you see that tweet? It was someone who was talking about Dumbledore, and someone responded and was like, 
I don't know why they didn't keep the first guy that played him. He would have done a much better job. And the someone had to respond and be like, he's fucking dead, bro. Wait, did he actually die? Yeah, the first oh, guy I died. I didn't even know that. That's why he got recasted. Oh my gosh. After, is he I the mean, second the, one too? Or the is... second actor was so much better. No, it was just one. Okay, yeah. I was wondering why they recast yeah, him. Yeah, he actually that makes died. A lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I feel like that wasn't necessary. I think the second actor was better. I think they better showed... suited for Dumbledore. I think he was better suited for the darker sides of Dumbledore that we see, like mm. the more mysterious sides yeah. we see later on. Because the first one to me is more like childlike. The okay. first one, okay, you know how it always it was describes. More fun. Yes, you know how the book always describes Dumbledore as having that twinkle in his eye. Yeah, I only associate that with the first Dumbledore. Okay, I don't have that with mm-hmm. later Dumbledore. I think he I had his. Why. He was more like fun in a mischievous sort of way. Mm-hmm. The second actor. I feel like I should know their names. It's probably something I would have been able well, to tell okay, you Well, okay, the second ago. actor also plays Gandalf. Yes. Wait. Um, is it Michael Gambon or is that the first one? That's the first one. Ian something? Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen, yeah. Mm-hmm. If Megan's listening to this, she knows right now. Yeah, she totally. Was, wait, like, <laughs> God fucking damn it. She's like, it is. Anything else you want to talk about? About the Harry Potter world specifically? I'm joking. Okay, no, I'm no longer joking. You didn't choke. <laughs> um, I think I don't know. Okay, I have to say this because this is going to be online and being able to find forever. I do not support J.K. Rowling and her personal beliefs. She's Me a neither. piece of shit. I will second that. I just think the beauty of Harry Potter is that it's grown so far beyond anything she could ruin. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. Sure, she's. I separate them in my mind. Yeah, like her as a person and the series that she's created, and the fact that she wrote the limes, the limes, the limes, limes, Hogwarts will always be your home. Like when what what does she say? Hope can always be found. Oh, a light can be something can be always for those who need it. For those who need it, something can always be found at Hogwarts for those who need it. The fact that she wrote those lines to me says she wanted this to become such. A place for fans too mm-hmm. which to me make means it's in our control how we view the world you it's know, our how, story now that, yeah it's yeah. fucking ours yeah so yeah can you imagine when that enters the public domain and however many years oh my god oh my god Oof. i don't know if i'm looking forward can you to it not do not. anything about that about it entering public domain and if you're alive, you can. Most of the time. Sometimes it enters when you're dead, though. So, like, The Great Gatsby just entered the public domain. Oh. Because F. Scott Fitzgerald is obviously dead, so he can't, like, yeah. renew. I'm talking out of my ass here. I, I could be completely wrong. I it was 70 wrong. years. Wasn't that book written in the 1920s? Or was it just set in the 1920s? Uh, I think it's 70 right. years. Because my brother was telling me something about Mein Kampf entering public domain. Oh, Jesus. Like, a few that years sounds- ago. Wow. I feel like um, I just watched that movie that came out literally last night on Netflix, Moxie, that Amy Poehler directed and, and stuff. I've never heard of that. It's really good. I highly recommend it. But one of the first scenes. Oh, did you put that on your story? Yes. I saw it. Okay. The first, one of the scenes is a, the person being like, who read The Great Gatsby over the summer, like, as I signed? Mm-hmm. And this black girl is like, if we want to, I did, but also if you want to talk about the American dream, shouldn't we be talking about immigrants or the working class or... Um, single mothers or blah 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 blah, and, and I was like, yeah. She was like, and she's like, instead of this rich white man who write is writing about a rich white man getting the one woman he doesn't want, he wants but can't yeah. have, like that's not like, the American dream. Buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you're not really going through. You it. know what? 
yeah <laughs> how come I didn't connect that <laughs> that's so funny because that was one of my favorite books for a couple years probably almost through high school okay Great Gatsby I was. read it before high school yeah I and did let too. me tell you it went over my head because I had to watch mm-hmm. the John Green breaking it down video Literally, that he did probably on his stole channel. those I'm gonna be honest and he was like over my head, not this over is your what head. This, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, it represents the American dream. And I was like, didn't get that. And then it goes, this is what the green light means. And I was like, okay, I got that. And then it was like. I only got that because I had to write an essay about it in 10th grade. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, uh, Daisy had an abortion or whoever had an abortion. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't get that. Oh, that's funny. Okay, public domain, real life fact check, Wikipedia in it right now. Okay. Um, the public domain consists of all creative to- creative work to which no exclusive intellectual property rights apply. Those rights may have expired, been forfeited, expressly waived, or may have been maybe inapplicable. So, like, right now, Beethoven, Shakespeare, Da Vinci, they're all in the public domain. Yeah, but those um, were, like, hundreds of years ago. Yeah, so, like, so like what's how the time you... limit on it? Wait, I'm going to Google that time I bet if like so, I bet if you are like an ancestor of F. Scott Fitzgerald, you could and you have proof of it. I bet you could be like, yeah. I want to renew whatever. So in the United States, it is seventy years. I don't know where I got that from. Seventy years after the death of the author, so it's seventy years since my example earlier, since Hitler died. I guess. <laughs> wow. I don't know why that's the one I know I when it expired. <laughs> it's a little concerning. But um, yeah, so, or if work of corporate authorship, 95 years from publication. Okay. Okay. So it's either 70 if they died or 95 since it was So I want to know then, published. can they, can like the estate of whoever do anything to prevent that? So like F. Scott's, F. Scott, Scott Fitzgerald, there's not a Hitler estate. Let's be honest, that doesn't exist. Yeah. So F. Scott Fitzgerald, say he had an estate that like lived on in his memory mm-hmm. you know how they sometimes run it for like tours and stuff yeah if they their estate or the family member that they can link to him or whatever if mm-hmm. they could be like i don't want it to enter the public domain here's what i'm gonna do they probably could i don't feel like looking this up if anyone just knows the answer i think off i'll the research this when i get home i'm kind of interested yeah it's kind of no. fascinating um that makes sense then why every public school does some sort of shakespeare something at some point yeah because why not fucking can. It's free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you see that tweet where it was like, now that apologies if you can hear my dog in the background. (laughs) Um, Did you see that tweet where it was like, now that The Great Gatsby has entered public domain, I I demand that it's reshot with the Muppets. (laughs) And you keep one actor and then you replace all the others with the Muppets. And they were like, obviously you keep Leonardo (laughs) DiCaprio. No, Tobey Maguire. Obviously you keep Tobey Maguire and then you change all the others to Muppets. And I, so, but if you could make any movie like that tweet said and have one, keep one actor and then replace the rest with Muppets, what movie would it be? It's off the top of your head, um, a hard question. Shit. Maybe, wait, Clue, but like the really <gasps> old one. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> that already reads kind of like That Clue Muppet is so, movie. that movie is like ironically funny you know that kind of already reads like a muppet like a plot they would write for the muppets anyway so like with Mm -hmm. probably a little more murder but like yeah wow that's a good one thank you i don't think i my gut instinct is titanic or something with a lot of water because i feel like it'd be really funny getting their fur wet yeah yeah, if you don't even like 
I feel like there's probably been times where they've pretended they've gotten wet, where there's like water in the background and then they're like in front mm-hmm. of it or whatever. I want them to actually be getting wet. <laughs> and obviously it's Kermit and Miss Piggy as Leo yeah. and Kate. But oh wait, but okay, I'm just gonna stick with Titanic and I'm gonna keep one actor and it's gonna be For me, it would be the guy getting married to Rose. Yes, that's Engaged. his name. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Name. That's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> the minute I know his name, I'm like, oh yeah, that bitch. The only impression I have of the um Muppets, I've only seen Billy the Zane. Billy Zane. Okay. Fucking Billy Zane. I've only seen the 2011 movie, but like I've seen it three times in a row because that was the only movie available on my flight. To Titanic Europe. or Clue? What? There's the no... Muppets. The 2011. Oh, Muppets. okay. I saw that I three like, times. There's in a row. no 2011 Titanic. <laughs> And that's the last time I've seen it, and that's the only one I've ever seen. Man or a Muppet from that movie won an yeah. Oscar, and I can recite it word for word. So can Hallie. Shout out Hallie. Yeah, because that's <laughs> Hallie and I's song. I used to play it all the time when we sat next to each other. And she plays it in the car very frequently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's my fa- It's unironically one of my favorite songs of all time. Like, comedy-wise, it's fucking genius. Yeah, I agree with that. I reflect on my reflection. <laughs> And I ask myself the question, what's the right direction to go? Okay, I'm not going to do the whole thing, but maybe that'll be a bonus. If, enough, if enough people request it, I'll do a bonus episode where I, and it's you just me singing the song. song. Yeah. I would totally watch that. Um, so then it's like, <laughs> so then you, no matter where you are, if you want to hear me sing Manor of Muppet, you can have it right in your pocket. On your Spotify or Apple podcast. Okay. Um, shall we cut right to our cut the shit segment? Sure. Okay. What do you want to cut from your life? Cut the shit, Zoe. I want to stop caring about my social media presence. I think I care way too much about it and I need to cut it out. Speaking (laughs) of Hallie, this brings up an excellent conversation her and I had the other day. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure she's going to have issues with how I portray it. Okay. Um, I'm sure I'm going to get a message being like, that's not exactly what I meant. She'll be coming on later, I'm sure, to rebut this. Yes. Yes. Put but, it in her own words. Yes. But basically, she was like, my professor keeps talking about how we are addicted and our self-esteem is linked to so much social media. Mm-hmm. And Hallie was like, mine isn't really. She was like, I use Instagram for memes. I don't post to it a whole lot. And if I do, it's just like for fun. And she go and, and so on and so forth. And I was like, same. Although I do get a little bit of a boost if a tweet does well. Mm-hmm. It's not like I... Yeah, oh my god. I had a tweet kind of go viral. Like, not go viral. Go viral in th- my side of Twitter. Yeah. The one that I'm... Um, and one? Yes, yeah. K-pop Twitter. <laughs> and it was like... I was Cocaine. like, wow, this... Sh- yeah. Yeah, it's it like, literally huh, is. This is kind of a problem. <laughs> like, a, like, I keep tweeting, but if it does bad, I delete it off my profile. <laughs> if it does bad, I delete it off my profile unless it's something I'm really passionate about. But it's not like... If it does bad, I'm devastated. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, I'll delete it. We'll try again. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll get them one day. Yeah. But that's like the only thing I have resembling it. And Hallie could kind of relate. She was like, yeah, I'm not super attached to any of it. Mm-hmm. And she goes, so I think it's stupid when the older generation is always like, so much of you guys are so linked to social media mm-hmm. and it has such a negative effect on your self-esteem and, and personal outlook on your life and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, Hallie, I agree because that's my experience, but we're not everyone you know like i'm sure there are many people who get depressed if they look at people on social media and are like i wouldn't say that my yeah i'm not trying to link to social media but i think i just spend too much time caring about it yeah which is i don't know i could use that time in such a better way Mm 
It's kind of only Instagram too. Like what part of it? Like just seeing other people do things or um It's I can definitely notice it being less of a factor in my life as I, you know, going to college and stuff like that, but it makes you kind of insecure every once in a while. Yeah. Just like the explore page. Not like generally wanna... people I follow because my friends, I'm like, oh, my friends are really pretty. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. But like seeing wanna... people I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but that does sound like it's linked to your self-esteem. <laughs> At least a little bit. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's that bad anymore. Okay. Not that it was a huge problem in my life at any point. But I think it's something I can always improve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think just as a whole, we all spend a lot of time in social media. Yeah. And, like, for good or bad, like, there, we, you can get into the debate about whether or not it's necessary, but mm-hmm. there is a lot of benefit from it yeah. and a lot of negative. And that's why it's so hard to just cut it from your life. Mm-hmm. I think more – honestly, I think it's been more beneficial to my life, social media, because I've met so many amazing people. Specific, I'm just talking about Twitter now. I've met so many amazing people on Twitter. Um, I'll probably put this on my Twitter, so shout out to – my Twitter followers who I've met. <laughs> hey, if you want to stick around and keep listening to these episodes, my name is Katie. It's honor. It's an honor for you to be here. Um, go back and listen to the episodes you would like. Um, follow and like and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, nice to meet you. <laughs> um, yeah, I get that. And I also think, do you have to pee or something? You're like shaking. No, your sorry. Leg. I just always tap my leg. Oh. I'll stop. But it's like the first time I've noticed it. So I'm like, I was like, What's going on? no, that's just a habit I have. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think it's a tough conversation mm-hmm. for that reason because you meet so many new people. And also, I get a lot of people. I've had a few parents who have, is that your foot? Sorry. I, bet it is. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Um, I've had a lot of, like, a few parents now be like, how were you taught to use the internet? Mm. And I was like, well, like, I, I still feel like I grew with the internet a little bit. You yeah. Know? Like, I still feel like I was introduced at qu- the right time for everything. Mm-hmm. And I had my incidents. My family will fondly recall the time they caught me talking to a 40-year-old man <laughs> on a website oh, I don't know about story. building empires. Um, <laughs> and I was playing it. And he didn't seem harmful. He always asked. It, we only talked for, like, two days. Yeah. And then I got caught. And it, I didn't see any harm in it because he would always be like, do you finish your homework before you played? And I'd be like, yes, sir. I and then, like, we just played the game together. He never asked me, like, show me your tits or, like, anything like that. Like, it wasn't anything creepy. But I see now inherently. How do you know that he was a 40-year-old man? Because he told me. Oh. And I feel like if you're a 40-year-old man in that circumstance and up to no good, you don't tell Yeah, I'm a 40-year-old man. Anyway, so there was doesn't, that. Yeah, that doesn't make it, like, And then there was. Okay. Yeah, it was not okay. No. Yeah. I, and my mom deleted my profile and would not. And, like. But anyway, besides that awkward encounter with that 40-year-old man, I think I took the internet pretty seriously. And because, because like, I also had, okay, so when I was on Wattpad as a fanfic writer, don't worry, it wasn't anything dirty. It was just Percy Jackson and the Olympians in high school. <laughs> and, um, when, beside, like, when I did that, I would have friends that would read my works and I'd read their works and we'd chat when we were both online and stuff like that. But, like, I want to say it's wildly out over exaggerated how dangerous it is it isn't it isn't you know like you just have to be smart about it if someone's like give me your social security card no <laughs> but if someone's like hey i really That's like really great advice <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> but if someone is like messaging your kid being like hey 
like if your kid's writing something and they're like, oh, that's a really good thing. You want to check out mine? That's not bad. That's them yeah. being like, hey, check out my work. I like your work. You know, it's just teaching your kids the difference. Yeah, I didn't get internet, not get internet. I wasn't like cut off, I guess. But I didn't get social media until pretty late, probably later than most people. I didn't get a Snapchat until like eighth grade. I didn't get anything until I like actually started going to school school. I was probably, oh yeah, because you were homeschooled. God. Just for like three years. I was thinking about things we could talk about and how did that not come to my mind? Homeschooling? Yeah. Dude, it was sick. That was like, honestly, those are some great years. I left public school in fourth grade and then for the next three years we did, I don't know, I guess, I guess. I guess. (laughs) I guess my parents just like didn't want me to have to go through public middle school mm-hmm. which I'm so thankful that they did that and I think I went back at the right time I just mm-hmm. didn't have to deal with everything I got to learn everything on my own and it's not like I showed up behind or anything yeah it's not like felt like I was prepared for eighth grade that's interesting and then we just kind of like traveled and did our own side projects that's when I started getting into like music and stuff like that when piano I did like picked up some hobbies it was really good and I didn't have to wow. do it middle school. <laughs> I guess it just depends on your kid. You got to know your mm-hmm. kid because, like, I would not have thrived in that scenario. Oh, really? Did yeah. you do that, like, social? Yeah. Okay. So, because. I, I wasn't, like, isolated. We well, had, I made friends that were also homeschoolers. Yeah. Well, before middle school, I was very shy. Oh, and, okay. like, And, like, not insecure, but, like, go, going through some shit. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in middle school, I was, like, you're funny you your family finds you funny your friends find you funny you're funny share it with the world so then i would like so i yes i like i took that fake it till you make it to a whole new extreme i Mm -hmm. like and so i would like all of a sudden like make jokes in class Mm -hmm. and like stuff like that right or wrong i have a few skeptical jokes that i specifically remember making that i should not have made but you know what you absolutely made it you're probably like one of the funniest people you need to have those moments so that you know what is and isn't funny. Mm-hmm. And my mom had many talks about when you stop, <laughs> like when, when jokes are, when you cross hard. the line, yeah, yeah, when the joke is dead and you need to <laughs> move on. Um, and then in high school, you know, it's a joke now between some of my friends and I that I peaked. <laughs> um, and yeah, so middle school was, as much as I hated very specific moments and I hate, mm-hmm. I hate a lot of it, it was like big and becoming I am so like I could not I don't think I'd be like I overcorrected in the confidence department so like I don't think I would be that person I am Mm -hmm. if had I been homeschooled and not opened up to that I think I probably still would have been the same maybe I just would have found my group of high school friends earlier yeah but I was still pretty introverted probably through like halfway through junior years when I started becoming more extroverted I mean obviously I had all my friends I always had a solid group of people Mm -hmm. around me I was thankful yeah it didn't really change for much okay not that i would have known what it would have been like yeah i feel like that's probably what happened well that's most people we, most people don't know what would have been like if small little things had changed yeah. in their lives. but i mean going back to you in high school I think one of the things that like really stands out to me we don't have to turn this <laughs> into like is you know you have a lot of people that like say you can do anything you want if you put your mind to it, which I think is true. But you're one of the few people that I know that will really go after something if you want to do it. Like, for example, this podcast, you know, your show with Fez, shout out Fez, things like that. 
you like what show you it says miss things. or no maybe that, wait, that, that was one even... didn't happen <laughs> oh. that's so funny <laughs> oh, did you do one that did happen i remember one no happening. i remember there being a show Baz did shows mean? and Madigan wanted his own show, like a, like a, yes. And we tried to get it started and it probably would have happened had some district administrators been better. Did they I, shut you down? No, but they didn't, like, they were all like, we'll talk about it and see what you are allowed and not allowed to do. And when we can get you the auditorium and blah, 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 blah. And then they okay. did, never got back to us. Oh. And we reached out like once and then they, they still didn't get back to us. Oh, and they then I just wanted to shut you down. They probably were like trying to get you. I don't, out. I don't know. Yeah, so that happened, but it would have happened had they been like, okay, because mm -hmm. we had administrator, like teachers okay, I guess that counts, huh? who were going to like be there to help us and supervise and people who would, yeah, people who were excited to see it. Yeah. it. It probably still would have happened had we not had to pay for another place to let us oh, okay. do it there, you know? I think it would have had better turnout too if it was at the auditorium. That's why we wanted it because yeah. like, People wouldn't have had to pay to get in. People mm -hmm. would have been familiar. It's not far away. Yeah. Um, so anyway, thanks for those compliments. Anytime. I was not, you did not have to say them, Anytime. but I appreciate it. <laughs> um, we kind of skipped over your thing about social media. Did you want to go back to that at all? Oh, what did I miss out talking about? That? Well, I just kind of accidentally made it about me and I don't want it to be like oh, that. Sorry. So feel free to say whatever you would like I think more I was about just kind of saying how I kind of got into it at the right age. I'm glad I got into Twitter recently. Mm -hmm. I would have hated Twitter in high school. Oh yeah, that's everyone's Twitter journey. I tried yeah. to join in high school, I like really it. early on and I yeah. didn't understand any of it. I and then it. I left and then like late junior, early senior year, I got back into it. I had to have good. something that I was really interested in and then I got into army Twitter and then that's what made it fun. If I was just on like Twitter with I following just like people I knew in real life, I think it would have been a lot more boring. I probably would have left like I did last time. Girl, boring. Follow me. I'm fucking funny on Twitter. I'm incognito. Carly is too. You'll never, you'll never find Carly is super funny on Twitter. I do. I stalk your accounts every once in a while on my incognito Twitter. Okay. I'll take it. Uh, I challenged Tally once to find my Twitter. Did she find it? Mm -mm. Wow. No one I know knows my Twitter. Um, oh, we are doing the cut the shit thing. I don't really have anything. I continuously find it harder and harder to choose something when I have to choose one each week. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to say potholes. <laughs> cut them out. Oh, I hit one so hard the other day <laughs> because oh. it. I was driving to Beloit and I was taking like a, a more like a, I think it was 51. Anyway, it had just rained. So I didn't see the puddle was like gray because it was under a bridge so it matched the concrete so I didn't see that it was actually a pothole and not just part of the road and I hit it hard at 55 oh. miles per hour and I felt <laughs> like oh <laughs> so I literally was like did I just pop a motherfucking time <laughs> like, I don't think I really hit one head-on hard ever but obviously we live in Wisconsin so, so hit them. yeah I haven't really been I mean, when I'm in college, I don't have my car, mm -hmm. so I don't really think about that a lot. I just drove here yeah. for the first time in, like, I guess a month yeah. since I... Wow. Yeah, wow. Wow. And then... In the summer, and then I'll start driving slower. What would you like more of in your life? Um, Coffee-flavored things. I think more of them should exist. Like coffee flavored ice cream yes. and stuff like that. I feel very passionately about this. I think coffee should be 
like a very standard flavor, like blue raspberry or lime. I would take this is very controversial. Feel free to flame me, but <laughs> flame coffee is the, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but like coffee is the best flavor to exist. Okay, but I agree with you to an extent. But okay. then if you start talking about gummy things tasting like coffee, we have an mm-hmm. issue. Like that texture does not match for me. Yeah, there's but like, like then why does toffee exist? I don't like toffee either. Okay. But like here's the thing, blue raspberry, I think immediately like um sour patch kids mm-hmm. and like Jolly Ranchers. Mm-hmm. Those would be gross coffee flavored. Yeah, I guess I agree. So I think coffee ice cream products oh, should delicious. be more widely chocolate shops, created. coffee ice cream with Oreo oh and like God. whatever. Oh. Fucking mind blowing. So good. So good. Um but they don't have they don't have I like they don't have a lot of coffee good brands have like yeah, popular brands don't have like Haagen Dazs you can only get that like pint mm-hmm. and then there's like I mean that's usually what I get anyway yeah but then there's like Briars and they have a really shitty coffee flavor yeah fuck you Briars and um rot. <laughs> unless you want to sponsor me <laughs> uh, so I agree, I agree with that to an extent until we get to like the gummy and the hard candies. Then I mean, I, I don't just, really eat them anyway. Part. I'm not a yeah, I'm not a, I'm a chocolate gal, mm-hmm. and I'm a espresso chocolate. <sighs> oh my god, tiramisu is literally the Love most it. perfect dessert ever made. Tiramisu. Oh my god, I knew you were gonna be funny. <laughs> Meg, Megan gives me so much shit for the way I say that. Tiramisu. How do you say it? Tiramisu. Tiramisu. That's there you exactly go. what she says. And you go. I've never tiramisu. That would be like self conscious next time I'm ordering. um i want more cranberry bubbler we're drinking bubblers right now Mm -hmm. and bubbler it's been popping off lately as it should yes popping off but i my favorite flavors are the blood orange and then the cranberry because the cranberry tastes exactly like a good fruit snack Mm -hmm. and we have we can't find like the 12 packs of it anywhere and that's what we bulk up on them now like we started doing that and i want the cranberry bulk up but i'm a passion fruit bitch myself mm-hmm. see i like that one because it's not as sweet as the other ones yeah, so if i'm like twisted elixir is super sweet so if i have that and then i don't want to go straight to another one because i typically limit myself to two a day mm-hmm. like one in the morning one at night so if i have the twisted elixir i'm not going to have a twisted elixir later we're going to slow yeah. things down with a passion fruit or vice versa. <laughs> but anyway, I'm having a hard time finding the cranberry 12 packs everywhere else I get my 12 packs. So find any, I'll let you know. Give me they the have hookup. some in like the little convenience store of my dining hall. Yeah. Of my residence hall. Yeah. And then Festival has 12 packs and you can buy individual ones for like a dollar each. Festival, I will and say by this, Festival is the best grocery store to exist. I love it. Sometimes I go there if even if I don't need anything. It's like my target for Midwesterners. I love festival. Katie's laughing at me because I'm getting so passionate. About it. <laughs> but I love festival. I've seen I like so it. many people. Festival is the festival, o- but that's the only thing I don't like about it. Festival is the but. only place that you can get my favorite type of ice cream in the entire fucking world. What and is it, it? My true, my true besties. Not that you're not a true bestie. We'll know this, but black raspberry ice cream. You can really only get it out east. Black raspberry. I don't even like. Is that a Maine thing or a New Hampshire thing? Keep guessing. Keep going. Massachusetts. Yes, there you go. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it is. And my so my great aunt used to own, and it's still within our family, a ice cream shop. And they have the 
best. That's so cool. Yes, they have, and they get the milk themselves. Like my cousins harvest the milk and then they oh, make it themselves okay. and stuff. So they have the best black raspberry. Mm-hmm. Always used to get that on a cone with chocolate sprinkles, right? So then if you can't get that, you go Friendlies. And Friendlies is like the New England Culver's, except with shittier food and mm-hmm. ice cream instead of custard. Like Culver's all around is a better restaurant. Okay. But so it's Friendlies. Like Culver's except for everything that makes Culver's Culver's. Exactly. Okay. It's just like regionally the same gotcha. and but they have you can buy friendly's brand ice cream in the stores mm-hmm. and that's when you get the black raspberry if you can't go to cook flavors f- flavors of cook farms <laughs> shout out <laughs> sponsor me um and festival is the only place out here that sells friendly's bland, bland brand black ice cream occasionally like mm-hmm. it's a real hit or miss oh okay so if you see it though and i'm not a fruit ice cream kind of gal cherry fuck off um Gar- cherry garcia don't even yeah, start with me <laughs> disgusting but black raspberry hmm. all right I'll delicious try that now. if i ever find it I guess. with black with chocolate sprinkles if you can yeah. get the chocolate sprinkles too well i guess i go to festivals so just you just keep peeking it's friendlies it has a red carton okay and then white writing and it's in cursive friendlies right. and then like a gold top that's an official recommendation for everyone listening <laughs> um so I give festivals ma- festival major points for that. Mm-hmm. I don't like their sushi as much as other people do, though. I get their sushi every once in a while. I used to get I, it when I worked over the summer when I did my HR internship. Yeah. That's what I ate for lunch, like, four out of five days a week. Yeah, I would if I had no other sushi <laughs> options. Like, yeah. it's solid, but I'd I mean, prefer. I could, like, go to Fuji to pick up sushi. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that's. Are we good? That'll be plenty. Yeah. All right. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I um, appreciate it. I do have to say the standard. I've been really bad at this, but like, subscribe, and rate us five stars in the <laughs> Apple Podcast Store because apparently that's how people find the podcast. Oh. And I have 12 ratings of five stars so far. I'll go give you a rating. Thank you. So keep that up. Um, next week, exciting guest. Week after that, probably an even more exciting guest. And tell your friends about this bad Larry this bad boy, <laughs> this, this badass bitch, um, share it around. If you're the guy that I saw at H&S today who I, gave my, who I gave my podcast business card to, thanks for actually listening. <laughs> and if you're the girl who I gave the card to in Georgia because I wanted to date you, <laughs> hit me up. I had a layover with you. All righty. That'll be all. See you next time.